Hey, this is Susan Blanton with the Create Happy Now podcast, and welcome back to the Intuitive Masters of Happiness series. Good news, we have eight episodes left. In the last two, I miscounted. We explore what your intuition is and how to connect with yours and all the magic that happens when you strengthen your intuition. So stay tuned every Wednesday as we feature one guest interview from the Intuitive Masters of Happiness conference that I held back in February. We had such an awesome turnout. We wanted to make all 20 interviews available to you in the audio version on the Create Happy Now podcast and YouTube channel. Now, if you want to watch the interviews rather than just listen to the audio version you can download all 20 interviews today if you if you want to have your own library for $27.95 which is $20 off the VIP access package that was offered back in February now you can go get this by going to my website createhappynow.com and go to the events tab to get your download today now before I get to my next guest for those of you who struggle with quieting your mind and want to be able to do it faster and easier and have more happiness, abundance, peace, and purpose and say yes to life every day, I want to remind you that I have a new meditation app coming out this summer that is designed to do just that. I also have a new meditation YouTube channel. Both are called Create Happy Meditations. If you'd like to be on the waiting list for the app, go to my website and click on the meditation app tab and sign up today. Now, last week, Marsha Bench and I talked about why following the old life plan we were handed to by older generations didn't include following your intuition and why that plan no longer works for the life we want today. My next guest is Kelly Sattel. Kelly is an integrative healing facilitator and co-founder of the Yoga for Life Yoga community in Portland, Oregon. In addition to teaching yoga, leading trainings, and international yoga retreats and corporate mindfulness programs, Kelly has studied and practiced a variety of energetic healing modalities, including power retrieval meditation and family constellation inspiration by shamanism, science, and psychology. Kelly is deeply drawn to spiritual and healing work because of her own journey through the physical, emotional, and energetic healing necessary to overcome a congenial spinal condition. Today, Kelly offers one-on-one appointments, workshops, and classes to support others in their healing journeys. Here is the director's cut, getting you down to her juicy wisdom about how to trust your intuition more and more. Kelly, you know, I have always been so impressed with your journey and the trials and tribulations you went through with your health and how you have come up on top of that and discovered how to heal yourself. And I know intuition has a lot to do with that, you know, following your intuition to help you find those things that can bring healing finally to yourself. And, and you have to trust it. And, and if you don't trust it, you might miss out on an opportunity. And I was hoping maybe you could help us kind of zero in on how to trust our intuition, how to really hone in on that skill and, you know, trusting ourselves and, 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 and learning what the intuition feels like to us so that we can go, okay, yeah. I, I need to do this and not question it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Thank you, Susan. Thank you for the introduction and thank you for always including me um, in your conversations and in these topics. I, I love to be a part of it all. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm honored to have you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, intuition is, is really uh, been a very big thing for me as part of my healing journey. Um, so there was a part of me through that time of not being well when I, there was a deeper knowing that I could be well and that not being well was not the path that I wanted to go down. And so it was, how do I follow that when it is a little less logical, a little less mainstream, and how do I trust it? Because it can be abstract, unclear, it can be surprising and the logical mind has a difficult time figuring out how to go about the intuitive information, how to. Not to mention everybody else around you. That's going, why are you going yes. that direction? Why aren't you going over here and getting, getting doctor's help over here? Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And so how do you materialize that abstract information that is coming within you. Yeah. And to regain trust in that. And um, one of the things that I've come to know and experience about intuition over time is that it can be a fragile insight in a moment of time that arises for an individual. And what I mean by that is that sometimes we try to check our intuitive insights with another person. Yeah. I received this insight. What do you think of this? And the fragility in that is that each person receives their intuitive insights in different ways. We have our five inner senses that match our five outer senses. But each person receives that information differently. And so when we often go to someone and say, I had this insight, what do you think about this? One, not only does this person receive insight in a different way or possibly receive insight in a different way, but we're asking for their logical mind space understanding of an intuitive insight that is unique to us. And so their logical mind will try to put a spin on the information that came to us, which is uniquely coming to us and a very fleeting moment for us. Mm -hmm. And so validating that with someone outside of us often is where we lose trust in our intuition. We lose trust in our ability to trust that message was important for us and we will disregard it. Right. Cause we could have been right in trusting our intuition. And somebody said, Oh no, you don't want to do that. And so then you don't do it. And then you either kicking yourself because you have, or you start losing your trust. Yes. Yes. And we disregard those things. So one of the antidotes to that is to think about and even journal just spend five minutes journaling out. When have I had an intuitive insight and what did I do about it or what did I not do about it? 
not as a moment of judgment of good or bad, but just to point yourself back to the fact that we are all intuitive beings. We all have the ability to have intuitive insights and writing it down is a moment to acknowledge that, yes, I do have this ability and it's a first step towards coming back to trusting your own information, your own intuitive wisdom, your own heart's messages. So writing it down would be a, a good first step to kind of materialize that abstract knowing. Or to even write down not only like what you have had in the past, but to put down some things you'd like to see show up. And then when they come up, go back and go, yeah, and it showed up like this. Yes. And that's fun. It's like, you know, filling in a bingo card and winning bingo. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Yes. Yeah. That brings me to another thought around how do we regain trust? How do we materialize that abstract knowing, Um, which is that bingo card? And one of the things that I have done is when I receive that insight, I practice following it just a little bit. So for example, if some something tells me I should go to the grocery store, but I know that my mind knows that I don't need something at the grocery store, I will kind of go in the grocery store and spend a little bit of time there and see what unfolds. Yeah. And either there's someone there that I need to meet with, there's a conversation I need to have, or there is something that I need to purchase from the grocery store that I didn't know that I needed that showed up for me. And so dedicating a moment to materialize that abstract knowing, the abstract knowing, need to go to the grocery store need to call a friend, mm-hmm. need to text this person, need to write down this information. And just dedicating time to do that is a good way to point back to, oh, what are the bingo numbers that actually got drawn for me? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and sometimes you might go in the grocery store and nothing happened. But later on, you go, Oh, now I know why I had to go in the grocery store. It had nothing to do with about the grocery store. It was just, you need to be out of where you were at that time. And that just made, uh, it was the most convenient thing for you to do at the time. Um, exactly. You know, I mean, it's, it's sometimes you'll get a nudge that you're like, why? Um, you know, I had an example before. And I'll have little conversations, you know, like I remember, um, I, I wasn't happy with my job at the time and I got a nudge saying, go check your LinkedIn. And I go, I already did that today. I'll do it anyway. I mean, this is what I, my conversation with my intuition was. And so I was like, okay, you know, I'll trust it. I'll go see. And there was a job offer right mm-hmm. there. And it was mm-hmm. just in time for a layoff. Um, so I was like, thank you <laughs> or, or wherever you think your intuition, um, that it's like little nuggets of things like that, that you just go, go check it out, you know, just go see, you know, if you, I had another one where it just was take 
take today off, leave, leave your work right now. Mm -hmm. Go go to your Mm -hmm. boss, tell him a reason that you need to take the rest of the day off. Just do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. And it was so strong. It was so, I have to do that. Could not stay. It would just be like, like fingers on a chalkboard if I had. So I went to him and I said, Hey, I have a family emergency. I hate lying, but my intuition was like, you have to do it anyway. Do it, do it. So I did. I'm like, okay, now what? I said, go drive around the lake, go look at lakefront properties. Mm-hmm. Why? You know, and now I live near a lake. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 And why is a mind question? And intuition doesn't come from the mind. Mm-mm. And so that's where it, the fragility lies because we get this abstract, quiet, calm, surprising piece of information. And the mind starts to process and jump all over it and say, well, why and how and what and who and like all of the questions. And that's not really what the intuitive insight is about. The intuitive insight is about opening the door to curiosity of what if. And it's mostly yeah. not audible. I mean, if you want to kind of explain all the different Claire's, um, sure. it's, it's for most people more of a knowing or a thought idea that, that yeah. comes in. It's just an emotional attachment to that thought, that feeling like, I got to do it, but it's not an emo Like it's not a, we need to go to this. You don't hear it. Now, yeah. some people might advance to that and they do that or they see something. Um, yeah. Can you explain all the differences there um, in case somebody is having experiences like that and don't know what to do with it? Absolutely. Yeah. So each of our five outer senses also has a corresponding inner sense. Um, So for example, sight, we see, um, we outwardly see, pick up external information, etc. We also have an ability to see things within. So for example, in our dreams, we see things. Mm -hmm. Um, In guided meditations, visualizations, we see things. Now we may see them a little differently than what we see with our eyesight, but we're seeing it from within. The same with hearing. We hear things. I hear you speaking. I hear music playing. All of that external. I hear the voice in my head. That's different. But I also hear something that's surprising and random and kind of non sequitur that sounds like me, but it doesn't necessarily sound like something I would say. And it sounds like an epiphany or a dawning. And that inner sound, clear audience, is the ability to hear from within. Mm-hmm. Again, it's different from the hearing the voice in the head. It's really hearing an internal message that is more surprising than a logical deduction. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the other senses are tasting, um, smelling, touching, and then there's a knowing. So claircognizance is an inner knowing, which is what you were describing, a knowing of something, but not knowing how we know that. And um, 
you can call that either telepathy or um, sort of a psychic uh, sense, but it's it's called claircognizance, um, and that's an inner knowing. So, yeah, tasting, smelling, um, touching. Uh, tasting is an interesting one. So sometimes if people will look at a picture of another person, they can get a sense of taste in their mouth about something related to that person. Um, sometimes maybe a metallic taste or a little minerally taste or um, similar with uh, Claire Olfactory, which is the sense of smell from the inside. They're looking at a picture or perhaps in a dream you notice that you're able to smell something. Um, that's a sense of uh, clear olfactory. So dreams can be a big part of pointing at what our intuitive gifts are. So, yeah. Maybe, um, you know, that that colloquial term, you know, get a bad taste in my mouth. Maybe that has to do with yes. our intuition, right? Yes. <laughs> you get a bad a taste really in your mouth. a good point. It's a really good point. Yeah, yes. you just wonder. Yeah. 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 Um, so what are some, some other tools that someone can use to help solidify that, that trust? Um, there's kind of recording it and just being aware, being mindful that you're consciously asking and waiting for direction and then seeing that direction and taking action on it mm -hmm. because your intuition likes it for you to take action on it because the more you take action on your intuition, the more you're going to get that stronger, stronger impulse. Mm -hmm. um, but what are some other things that are gets in the way of us not like even go like even trying or, or um, feeling like, intuition is, is not something to even consider. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's a good question as well. So the first, the first two techniques are, um, to write down. So kind of reflecting, building your trust back with yourself. The second technique was dedicating some time to following an intuitive hit of grocery store, calling, texting a friend, etc. This third one, which I think addresses the question that you're asking is paying attention or being present or being aware to what you are experiencing in your own body when interacting with someone else. Oh, that's huge. Yes. So when you're having a conversation with someone else, you're listening but you're also experiencing things within your own body that you know that you hear, that you see, not through the eyes, but seeing within, mm -hmm. that you can smell, taste, or that you get a sense of. An example of this is, if someone is telling you that they have recently injured themselves, notice if you feel a sense of injury in your own body. Mm. And that points to the sense of inner touch or clairsentience and being able to pick up on their pain. That's empathetic. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or another example is I had a friend who was telling me that she was interested in starting her own business. 
And before she told me what the business was, I saw these sort of copper pots. Not I saw them with my eyes, but I had an internal imaginational sense or an imaginal sense of seeing these copper pots behind her. Uh-huh. And I asked her, I said, are you interested in an import business? Because I knew that she had spent time in, uh, in Turkey. And she said, yes, I'm interested in importing, not pots, but jewelry. And so it wasn't the specific of the pots, but it was pointing to something of where she would be doing that from. So paying attention to what you're experiencing in your own body when interacting with someone else is a third tip of how to regain trust with your intuition. Right. And um, I think that you you also can pick up on if someone is your intuition can pick up on if someone is not being authentic with you yes yes more and more which is very nice to know i mean you don't have to re- immediately um communicate that back to them um but you can at least get a sense of I want to, I want to work with this person because my intuition is, is leading me in that direction or no, I don't feel that, that positive, you know, I mean, and they could be saying all the right things. It could be all logically um, makes sense, but you're like, "Mm -mm, no, no, you know, there's something else. It could be not nothing wrong with them. It just like it's it's not right. It's not the time. Right. Um, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, tell me what um, what are some of the things that um, you have you know like examples in in your life where intuition played a strong role in making decisions for you? Yeah. I can think of, um, in addition to the the healing journey and the curiosity to move in a different direction, I had um, a very strong example of intuition um, about almost two years ago. Um, So this was during uh, a very active period during the pandemic. And I was living in a condo that I absolutely loved renting it. And um, I had a, let's call it a 12 month lease. It might've been like nine months or so, but I had planned on living through the full term of the lease, if not extending that lease. And I got a note from the landlord one day that said, we're interested in selling the property. And so we'd like to start to do showings of the property. And during the height of the pandemic, this was a difficult situation because um, I was working from home full time. I was at my computer all day, um, mostly in meetings. There weren't open coffee shops to go to, to work from. And if I'm in meetings, coffee shops are kind of a noisy place to have meetings. And I was also struggling with the idea of having a lot of different people in and out of my home where 
um, you know, the condo wasn't staged. It was where I was living. So right. how would I be cleaning during the process of showings, et cetera? And so this was a really difficult moment for me. I, I was trying to logically figure out, do I move out early, end my lease? Um, do I try to find a new place? What do I do? Where do I go? How do I resolve this? And interestingly enough, in my uh, morning meditation practice, um, I heard the words, just wait. And I thought, oh, that's painful. I don't know how I'm going to be able to do that. My mind kicked in and said, well, how do I do that? And what do I do? And what does that mean? And for how long? And so I tried to kind of reconcile what that meant. What unfolded in those circumstances of me following the advice to just wait or the insight to just wait was that I followed up with the landlord and told them that I wasn't comfortable for having people in for the showings because of regulations around protecting tenants. I was able to stay in the property without having to do showings for the length and the duration of my lease. Nice. And during that time, I decided that I would want, I wanted to follow my dream of moving to San Diego. So I put all of my stuff in storage for a short period of time and decided I'm going to rent a short-term rental in San Diego and not have to have any major commitment or life change in order to do that. So I ended up moving to San Diego for three months and absolutely loved that experience. And had I found another place that I had moved into right away, I would have settled in and not have had that experience of moving to kind of a dream location for me. So just wait was an example of a huge insight that opened up for me. Scary to follow, but I trusted it followed it. And that's what unfolded for me. I I've had that just wait direction before, mm -hmm. um, where I was like, well, you know, why can't you tell me now? Right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> but it's yes. almost like some things need to be put into place before they can tell, you know, it's like, it's like dealing with a, a company or something and you're asking them to tell you and they've got to rearrange some things before they can get back to you. Um, I think, yes. um, but I remember I was interviewing for a position and I wasn't sure if I want to go through with it. Um, I don't know if I wanted the job or not. And I'm like, well, should I, you know, maybe I should, maybe and I was like getting out of my intuitive um, ways of doing things. So I was like, okay, what, what should I do? Mm -hmm. I was like, wait till Thursday. And that's the day they were going to tell me if they had, they were going to give me an offer or not. And, and so Thursday morning, I knew like, I didn't yeah. know before I knew the day of yeah. what, mm -hmm. what was the next plan step. Um, so, you know, it's things like that, that I'm like, okay, I can trust my intuition because mm -hmm. You know, what I, the action I took on it worked and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it worked out for me. So yes, well, um, Kelly, I mean, it, you've given us a great lesson on how to, to trust ourselves, trust our intuition, follow it, listen for it. And however way that we listen for it, everybody's going to be unique, right? 
and, yeah. um, and just play with it, play with it. Don't worry about it so much, but just play with it. Like you can, I think Abraham Hicks talks a story about thinking about a feather and then finding one. And then one yeah. day she was talking to somebody about cut glass. And then she's like, oh, let's go into this, this store. And there was a whole wall of what she'd been talking about. She was giving somebody else the advice, but she was ended up because she'd put it in such a, a strong uh, um, vibration out there about it, that she was starting to experience all the synchronicities lining up for the things that she was talking about. So, yeah. um, and then it was just kind of funny because it can be funny. It, it's sometimes it's yes. entertaining. You know, you're like, ha, yes. that was really funny. <laughs> right. Yes. yes. That brings up another really interesting point about intuition. It is, um, it comes to us when we're in what's called parasympathetic dominant states yes. in our nervous system. And when we're in a sympathetic nervous system response, sympathetic nervous system is fight, flight, or freeze. Mm -hmm. So we're tense. We're very much in our um, survive survival state. Yes. But when we're in a playful place, when we are relaxed, when we're letting go, when we're in that rest and digest and heal stage of our nervous system, which is called parasympathetic dominance, that is when we can receive those messages as well. And they yes. are playful. And they mm -hmm. are lighthearted. And it's a whole other conversation around why. But it's a very gentle space. Um, and so I would also encourage uh, people to notice what insights come to them when they're relaxing. What insights come to them when they've been playing in nature? Mm -hmm. Just like you said, playing with it or playing with yourself in a way that lets you come into that more rest and digest place. And that's where you'll start to receive more of those insights as well. Right. It's when you unplug, it's yes. when you get out into nature, it's when you let yourself play and, and see the world from your, your child self, yes. a place from self-love, a place from being present um, a place of, you know, contentment is, is where it's going to be the strongest signal. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Kelly, this has been just got lots of nuggets of goodness of, um, how to, how to trust ourselves and trust our intuition on top of that. And, um, I hope the listeners have uh, written copious notes on this one for sure, because this one was really good. So thank you so much. And I wanted to give you an opportunity to share with the audience of what you've got going. What, how can they get in touch with you? Sure. And thank you for that. Um, let's see. Later this year, I will be um, hosting yoga teacher training program. And um, that will be towards probably... Uh, September, October timeframe. And um, I'll also be hosting again, the HeartWise Living program. I just kicked off um, that session about uh, a week ago. 
And there's a brilliant group of people uh, taking that program with me. It's a live taught seven week program. And we really dive into hearing the wisdom of our heart. So very much into intuition, but removing the obstacles in a, in a deep sense. What are the um, hindrances to us being present? Um, what's preventing us from working with our shadow? How do we absolve um, circumstances and programming around uh, perfectionism? And how do we relate from our individual sense to uh, sort of our social sense? So the microcosm and the macrocosm. So Heartwise Living, I'll be teaching that again um, in the second half of the year. And people are welcome to check that out on my website. Um, and I Can think you share your website? Yeah. Um, it's kellysatel.com and it's K-E-L-L-Y-S-U-T-T-E-L-L.com. I'll put that right here. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Susan. Thank you so much for joining us. It was definitely um, very valuable information. And I know that you live and breathe intuition on a daily basis. And so, you know, you're getting it from one of the best. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Susan. It's such a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Create Happy Now podcast. Please be sure to subscribe. And if you are watching on YouTube, hit that notification bell. If you have a topic to suggest, please leave a comment below. Catch the Create Happy Now podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Audible, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, and Podchaser. Check out other YouTube videos on the Create Happy Now YouTube channel. And if you want more, check down below for resources, courses, and events, or go to www.createhappynow.com.